Good morning. Greetings to my brothers and sisters in Christ at Antioch Baptist Church in Kenya. Good morning. God bless you. I thank you for being with us today and for God giving us the opportunity to come together in the name of Jesus to hear what God has said to us so that our lives might be transformed, that we would become more like him. Let that be our prayer. O oh Lord, transform us into the likeness of Christ as we receive your word and as we encourage one another and sharpen one another as iron sharpens iron. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. We're continuing our look at Paul's letter to the church at Rome. This letter was written as a letter so originally it wasn't in chapters or verses. For that matter, none of Scripture was originally in chapters or verses. It was written to address problems in the Roman church. Paul had never visited that church. He had no part in setting it up, but it was made up of people who were uh, Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles, and there was a conflict between them, particularly that the Jewish Christians wanted to impose upon the Gentile Christians certain requirements that are part of the Jewish faith, but not a part of being in Christ. And so Paul is, is writing to say that, that salvation is by grace alone and by, through faith alone in Christ alone. And that we're not ashamed of that gospel, for it accomplishes everything. And there's nothing for us to add to that. And that having been saved, we're called to a life of piety, a life of following after Christ in all things. Last time we finished with chapter 5, we're going to start with chapter 6. We're just going to cover, Lord willing, four verses from chapter 6 this morning, but we're going to back up and pick up the last two verses of chapter 5 to read with our verses so that it's better understood in that context. So let's read, starting with verse 20 of chapter 5. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, Grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigneth in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. God bless this reading and perceiving of his holy and precious word. Amen. We might well say that Paul started off this uh, section of Scripture that we're reading today as a defensive mechanism, anticipating that some might say, well, okay, if 
grace increases where sin increases, then let's do a lot of sin and therefore there'll be even more grace. And he asked that question, shall we say that and continue in sin? And then he answered it very emphatically. That was the whole reason for bringing it up to defend against such foolish and false teaching. He said, by no means, absolutely not, under no circumstances, never will we think that way. How can we who died to sin still live in it? And so he is, is telling us emphatically that, A, that, that argument that might be posed is without any basis, but even more so, we as born-again Christians who have been through the experience of being born again by faith in Christ Jesus shall not continue to live in sin. Uh, that sin would no longer reign in our bodies, no longer have control over us. It doesn't mean we will never sin. We know that in 1 John and other places it says, if we claim to be without sin, we're a liar and the truth is not in us. God has given us the grace to be able to live that way, but because of our sinful nature and because as long as we're in this body, we're still in that battle, we're not going to win all of those skirmishes with the desires of our flesh. By the grace of God, we will win them more and more, but we will still continue to have that flesh, and it will win some of those skirmishes, some of those battles in our lives, and we will fall short in our thinking or our speaking or our doing or all three. Then he says in verse 3, Do you not know? In other words, he's saying, Hey, we need to get this real clear. All of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Now, we need to understand that when Paul is speaking of baptism here, he is not saying that by water baptism we are saved or we are made right with God. Uh, That is clearly against everything that the New Testament teaches Water baptism is simply an outward sign declaring to the world the truth of what's occurred in the heart of a believer, a person who's been born again in Christ Jesus by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone. So he's saying that we, we have been, when, when we are born again, we are identified with Christ. We are, we are a part of his death. We were buried, verse 4, therefore with him by baptism into death. We, we become identified with the Lord Jesus Christ. And to become identified with Jesus is to be identified with his sufferings and his death. And particularly here, we're referring to his death in order that... In, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We have, we, it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life we're now living in our bodies, we're living by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself 
for us. So we can no longer live in sin, and it's my sense and belief that no one who has truly been born again would think that they might sin more, that grace might increase more. There's nothing in our new life that would indicate that that would be a proper course to take or a way to live the rest of our lives. That's, that's from the enemy. That's not from God. So since we've been buried with him in baptism, uh, so that Christ as raised from the dead by the glory of, fa- glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. The newness of life that we walk in is the life in Christ. It's a life led by the Holy Spirit in us. And since we have been buried with Christ, we have died with him to our former sinful ways of living. So we can't even think along those lines if we're really in Christ. The the purpose of our identification with Christ in his death and burial is that just as Christ was raised from the dead, uh, out from the dead ones, apart from the dead ones, through the glory uh, of God's power of the Father, we too may live a new life in newness of life that we walk and live and conduct our lives. This, this speaks of a, a life with a completely new or fresh quality. The, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead was not just a resuscitation. It was a new form of life. In the same way, the spiritual lives of us who are in Christ uh, have a new, fresh quality. Our, our identification with Christ is in his resurrection. Besides being the start of a new spiritual life, it's also the guarantee of our physical resurrection. This work of God in each of us who are in Christ at salvation, identifying us with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, separating us from sin's power and giving us a new quality of life, is the basis of the Holy Spirit's continuing work in sanctification. When we come back next time, we're going to look at sanctification and the, the qualities and the process that goes on there. And that, But we're seeing today the basis for how the Holy Spirit can work. It's not, a, it's not a taking an old person and making them better. It's about making a dead person alive spiritually and that newness of life being refined over and over uh, by the Holy Spirit so that we become more and more like Christ not because of us but because of Christ in us in the Holy Spirit living through us as we're guided by the Holy Spirit so praise God for that uh, alive alive in Christ forevermore And we're not called to live in sin, but to live a sanctified life in Christ Jesus. Amen. God bless you and keep you. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you.